So a lot of people ask me about my school life, and the the reason for this is I go to a tech school, and honestly, I I have no interesting stories. I got to be honest with you. There's there's nothing interesting about going to a tech school. It's just it's really difficult, and there's nothing that goes on. But people ask me, and they always get like really wide eyed, and I go, okay, well it it's story time. I mean, you can't really deprive someone of a good story, so. Like, I'll, I'll tell them about how, like, last Tuesday, yeah, there was this guy with some drone, and he was just walking around shooting the dean and whatever. And, you know, that never happened. It's never going to happen. But at ATEC, there are, of course, like, a few good stories. And um, I always remember on my first day, there was, there was this guy who just walked in, and he, he just walked in next to his robot. And they, they just walked in together. Like, they were pals. Like, he had his controller, but... They, they looked like they were just friends together, you know, hanging out with one another. And, you know, stuff like that will happen occasionally. And it's like um, people play Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! or Magic the Gathering. And that that's become sort of a normal thing to me. And it, it's odd because I'll bring up stuff like that in conversation with other people. And they just don't understand that that's an actual thing that happens. Like, I, I, I would walk into the cafeteria and you just... You see somebody playing Pokemon and you see a swarm of little kids with, you know, glasses and everything. And, you know, the stereotypes are true. ATEC is a big nerdy school and um, we, we all love all this different stuff, except for um, there, there are certain classes of people. And we, we kind of define these classes by majors. We define like law majors and business majors don't like technical stuff. Graphic design majors are like the, um, the really emotional sort of theatric people. And uh, computer science majors are generally geeky in every sense of the word. Engineers can kind of be annoying. But um, the, the law and business majors are not included in this flock ever. And the reason for that is because they just, you know, wanted to go to a school that was not their zone school. They have no idea why they wanted to go there. Our business, um, our business thing is not, it's not well known, honestly. And neither is the law thing. So these people just come here expecting to find normal people, and instead they just they just find us. And um, like my my earliest uh, my earliest experience with like Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh at the time was actually me, um, you know, at Atec, and I, I walked in on the first day just with my deck of Pokemon cards. I did, and I immediately made a friend because, you know, I I'm. I walked into the cafeteria and some people were playing Pokemon and I, I sat down after the last guy lost. Like it, it was some, you know, Russian roulette and the guy just died and fell off the table and I picked up the gun like I was going to, you know, go along with the game. But um, I, I put my deck down and I go deal out the cards and everything happens and a crowd starts to appear because it's so close and I flip a coin and, you know, I lost. And the thing about that story, it really teaches you how easily that I can lie about things that happen at ATEC. Because that, that didn't happen. I mean, sure, Magic the Gathering is played, and Pokemon is played, and all, all this stuff does happen. Nerdy stuff happens, but there are no drones. Um, I did not make a friend on the first day just by playing Pokemon. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen I've seen people fly, fly a drone once in a while, but it's not like it's going to shoot down a substitute teacher. But uh, as I said earlier, I have to tell people this. They get really upset if, if I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. And I I don't understand why they get so upset because I, people at tech schools, are, are they're not having fun with it. It's not like every day is an adventure. Um, maybe at LVA, you, you could, you know, see somebody 
light something on fire at a protest. But other than that, other than like at um, LVA, there are really no stories. At ATEC, uh, I the the only weird thing really is our major teachers, like um, the CS teacher. He's one of the most interesting teachers I've ever had because he can be best comparable to um, a dinosaur specifically a pterodactyl i think he's a pterodactyl because of the way he you know kind of walks around and watches over us um i mean he teaches us code and everything but it's stuff we we've all learned before because we're again we're gigantic nerds because we all go to a tech school and we'll, we'll hear stories of all the other major teachers like uh the graphic design teacher wonderful guy he's gotten out me out of uh class like many a day and this is mostly due to uh the reason being that you know, I fixed his printer one time, but other than that, he, he just likes his student and he, he's a really great guy. Um, other major teachers like the law teachers are just not, they're, they're not at all interesting. It's like if you could classify all humans as, you know, foods, then the law majors, the law major teachers would be white rice. You know, those little, um, those little pieces of white rice that you just order from a Chinese place. And I, I don't mean just individual pieces like that. That'd be insane. But cartons of white rice that that would probably personify them the best. And so we, we see this just array of majors that are kind of, you know, generalizing human beings. But the saddest part about it is it's all completely true. That social structure is placed in a tech. And th this is one of those times where I'm not actually just telling a story about ATEC to tell a story about ATEC. Because, again, there's nothing interesting that happens there. The only interesting thing that happens is since we're in the ghetto, we get, like, a lockdown every once in a while. And some some sad kid is just, like, walking around threatening people. But there's never been a fight. There's never been, like, any aircraft carriers. I don't, I don't know why I said aircraft carriers. I mean, I guess it would be interesting if somebody built an aircraft carrier just to, you know, launch into ATEC and go. But I, I doubt that that's ever happened. And I, I just really, if it had, my school experience would be a lot better. Now, specifically, the other classes we take are what we're more worried about. I have a 4.0 in my major area, and most people do just because they're the easiest class we take. Because if you're interested in uh, that class and you're doing what you love, you know, you're going to get a good grade on it. But the other classes like history, I have world history, AP, and oh my gosh, it, it it's just a horrible experience. I like, I enjoy the learning. I enjoy reading the book, but I hate taking the, you know, like the 10 pages of notes every week and then doing like 20 essay questions on documents and then spending five hours worrying about my grade and the chapter test. And it's just not a fun thing. And I wake up to that. That's my first period of the day. I, I wake up and then I take a nap when I get to school because of how depressed I am that I'm at school. And then I just, you know, go to AP world history. And then I groan for like 45 minutes because, you know, we have eight classes. It's divided up into 45s. And I, I just die a little inside. And I, I can feel the aura of those people around me dying too. It's not just me. It's, it's just everybody doing it. And then, um, like, I'll just walk into my second period, and my second period is Spanish, and I, I know Spanish, and th that's the most aggravating part of it, and I understand that there are a lot of people in that Spanish class, and that she's a good Spanish teacher. She, you know, she teaches and tries to engage her students, but, you know, she tells long stories, and she tells them in Spanish, and the thing is, when you, when, when you're around people that don't understand the long stories that somebody's telling, it, it gets really frustrating. Like, if this were all in Hebrew, 
and somebody right ne- right next to you right now were you know speaking in Hebrew, then they would like laugh at something and then you would just have no idea what was going on. And the same experience is for the flip side because the guy who speaks Hebrew thinks that he's an idiot because you're not laughing and you he, he doesn't think that you don't get it because you were in a Hebrew class for like two years, but you you know you, you passed along without taking anything. Um, from the class, you didn't learn any Hebrew, and we, we've all been there. I've been there with the Hebrew thing, you've been there with the Hebrew thing. Honestly, I don't know anybody who hasn't been there, but that Spanish class is just grueling, because I, I get the Spanish, I, I know, and I just don't want to do the work, man, like, honestly, because it's stuff that, may, yeah, sure, maybe I'm learning um, a new declension, declension, that's, that's Latin, I'll tell you about my Latin club in a bit, but like you're learning a new conjugation or something, but, and you get it, but the person right next to you doesn't, and then you have to teach them. And that's, that's just what's, what's frustrating about my Spanish classes because last year, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, oh, I'm so great at Spanish because honestly, I'm just the whitest person ever. Last year, um, I had a Spanish teacher. Her name was Senora Ruggles. I, and I say Ruggles in the whitest tone just because it sounds like the whitest name, but it is not at all r- white. It's like Rugles. And I I just can't even try to pronounce it correctly because I, d- I don't want to disrespect her. And so she she was a wonderful teacher. She really was. And um, she she taught us. She really did. The The problem was that she destroyed our grades. And my, my grade just honestly just dropped in that class and it killed me, but I learned a lot of Spanish and isn't that, that's gotta be the whole point of the education system. I learned Spanish. So I, I went on to this, this Spanish two class and I was like, okay, I'm ready to learn, ready to, you know, not do well in Spanish class again. And then I'm, it's just like, I'm sitting in a couch that is way too comfortable for me with a bunch of people who are, you know, not enjoying themselves on that awesome couch. And that's no fun being having having happiness and then a bunch of people are just like no this sucks and it sucks it makes the whole environment terrible so then I, I get out of that class and then I go to third period and third period is chemistry class and chemistry class uh, I I love chemistry I love learning and I enjoy lecturing but sometimes our teacher does not teach and you know she's getting paid for that she gets we, we pay taxes so that she can do her job and I understand it's being hard being a teacher, and I know I'm being kind of critical right now, but honestly, when she doesn't teach something and we just don't know the material, then obviously our grade drops. And that's that's the main reason why that class is no, no fun. Because, you know, uh, we're sure we're learning, but if, if she doesn't teach us for a while and we have to learn by ourselves, then we suffer. And again, that's the grade problem. And I'm not saying grades to, you know, say uh, school isn't important and learning isn't important. I'm saying we have to care more about grades than we do about learning at this point because that's just the way the education system is set up. So, you know, if we're not learning, then, you know, what are we doing in our third period class? We're just getting low grades because of all the tests and all the quizzes and everything that's going on. And then um, I go to my fourth period. And honestly, my fourth period isn't that bad. It's robotics class. And I, I enjoy making robots and doing stuff with, with like Christian and Frank and all those people. And you know, they're robots, but it's kind of a useless class sometimes. I'll just sit around and uh, land. Honestly, I've taken a nap in a robotics class on the table, just in a blanket, because, you know, you can bring a Snuggie to it, because nobody cares. Everybody knows that you're dying, and everybody understands that 
when, once you're dead, you're dead. ATEC, like, you can't come back from the dead from ATEC. And so, um, out of robotics class, I go into digital game design. And I, I'm so thankful for, for my friend next to me. He, he's a wonderful human being. Um, we just make jokes about everything in that class together. Again, it's like it's like the Spanish class thing. It's uh, the teacher says something and then you understand it, and then everybody else goes like, "What?" And it's just no fun for anybody, because I, I get that they're confused, and I'm not saying I'm all high and mighty. That's just because I took my computer science class last year and I've been doing uh, digital game design for years. But I had to take the DGD one. Uh, just you know to learn the basics and to go through the actual process to get the credit so um, at this point I'm starving and my friend Miles and I are just you know laughing at whatever stupid game we're making at the time usually involves ducks I don't really know why Um, we just kind of chase ducks around in our games and feed them or whatever and it's just again an interesting experience and once I'm at lunch I just I'm kind of dead honestly there I some my friend will just talk to me in line about whatever problem she's having that day and then I go sit down and I eat my pizza sometimes I just skip lunch to go take a nap because again dead yeah there there's no shame in that we're all dead at ATEC and algebra is you know it's algebra it can be interesting sometimes and I honestly love math but the problem is just the atmosphere of the class makes me want to sleep. It's it's like I'm in a comfy little bed and I, I just want to nap and dream about these ducks that I'm making in digital game design. And I, I just wish so badly that I could take a nap in that class because it would probably be the best sleep I've taken in like a year. You don't take sleep. Nobody takes sleep. You just go to sleep. Probably be the best sleep I had in like a year. And um so seventh period comes along as my English teacher and you know English can be fun it, you you can learn stuff you can learn like life skills in that class you can figure out how to you know write different essays and apply to colleges and stuff like that but the thing about my English class is um, nobody understands it nobody and we have a good teacher she's uh, she's wonderful wonderful lady and I, I can say that about all my teachers and I, I know I'm nitpicking a little bit of their flaws but uh, of course, like, like they're they're devoted, and I appreciate all teachers regardless of how much information I get out of the class. But my English uh, class is just a jumble of a bunch of different things, and usually that that's the case with most English classes. Nobody really understands like why we're doing what we're doing, and that tends to be a huge problem because it's this year specifically that I don't understand that because we, we keep going in different directions. Like a couple of weeks ago, she, she was like, okay, we're never using paper again. We're all going to go digital. And we started submitting things online. We had a schedule online and I was fine with it. But uh, a week after that, she said, okay, we're, we're doing zero digital things anymore. And that's, that's, that's just a problem because we don't know when our assignments are. We don't know what's going on. And there's just a huge ball of confusion. And we don't know like why why we're reading this story or listening to this lecture on grammar for the 30 millionth time. And we, we honestly have a lecture on commas every day and Donald Trump at the time. And can I just say Donald Trump is kind of like, he, he's hilarious. I think he's a good comedian, but good comedian, bad, bad politician. You know, and she she'll go on and on about this, and she'll say, um, 
you know, uh, why did all the people in Nevada vote for Donald Trump, even though, like, um, a large percent of the population is Hispanic? And after hearing the same lecture, like, three times, it starts to get redundant, you know? It's like having a parent tell you to put your toys away 50 million times when they very well know that you're not going to put your toys away. And you're not going to just absorb that knowledge and go, okay, the 11th time, now I understand, I gotta put my toys away, or else, you know, I'll have a stick just, like, whacking on me, like, you know, a wooden spoon, the wooden spoon, nobody understands the wooden spoon, whenever they ask me about my family, I'll go, do you have an Italian mother, and they go, no, and I go, well, do you, do you flinch whenever your mother tells us a salad, and see, the thing here with this is if, if that person does have an Italian mother, they would have laughed so hard, and they would have understand, they would have watched, like, everybody loves Raymond, but nobody watches our shows anymore, nobody, nobody gets that, and the wooden spoon thing is, like, you ever gotten whacked with a wooden, it hurts, it hurts, like, a lot, and I'm sure it's not, it doesn't hurt as much as a belt, of course, but I've never even been whacked with a wooden spoon, it's another one of those stories where, you know, they're expecting to be entertained, and so I have to entertain them. So I have these downloaded like into my brain so that I can just use them, whatever. The wooden spoon story is kind of a farce. Um, so back to my English class, I'll, I'll just, you know, go through the day and then hear the same lecture. And again, it's, it's just like my math class because it's, it, it's interesting, but I feel like I'm in a cozy little bed because there's sometimes coffee brewing or tea and it just smells like vanilla. It's, it's just awesome, and you, well, I, I just go, well, whoa, and then I, you know, I try to kind of close my eyes a little, and of course, you know, she'll wake me up, and my friends will wake me up, or whatever, draw a mustache on my arm, mustache on my arm, I mean, on my face, arms and faces are different things, and they're not limbs, um, but then I'll, I'll go to my eighth grade, and that's my major teacher, I've already told you about this, this teacher, and he, Again, I, I have respect for him and respect for all my teachers, but it's, it's just no fun. Then I finish the day, and, well, on Wednesdays, I have to go to Latin Club, and the problem with the Latin Club is nobody actually knows any Latin. I'm the, I'm not even the vice president. I think I'm the secretary of Latin Club, and I've never filed a paper for that club in my life. I've never done anything, like, I've never taught actual Latin. Once in a while, we'll go on a field trip or something, but the president isn't there, like, every other week. The vice president's not there, so that leaves me in the position to lead everybody. And by everybody, I mean it can be three people, or it can be, like, you know, 30 people. And I sometimes I just go, okay, well, let's go on a field trip, and we just take a lap around the school, and it's more interesting than learning Latin. And, you know, I know, like, one Latin phrase, and that's seruitus impudence, which is... I, I don't even think I'm pronouncing that right. And the problem is, I'm not pronouncing that right. I have been in Latin club for two years. I get, you know, I, I'm i allowed to put that I'm a co-founder of Latin club on college applications. And I know zero Latin. The problem is, if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, uh, Latin words, I, I will go... I don't understand what you're saying. I'll just speak in Spanish and hope that they don't know Spanish. Honestly, I, I do that a lot. I just say things in Spanish and I just hope that they don't understand what I'm saying because, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be good at Spanish. And if they don't know Spanish and they get confused and they're like, whoa, 
listen to this kid, he knows, he knows Spanish, but he doesn't know English for some reason. He must have an interesting backstory. The problem is, again, there are three problems here, and I've already said the problem is three times. The problem is, and this one I'm, I'm just focusing on so much, there are no interesting stories. You, you got to make them up sometimes. And the, the Spanish thing is just like how, you know, I, I tell interesting stories about ATEC, how I tell stories about my Italian mother. I, I just want to laugh, you know. You, you expect to be entertained, and you're going to get entertained. The problem, the problem is, la problema es. That's not correct. Probably. And again, even with that sort of, you know, incorrectness or lack of correction, I guess you would say, my Spanish class is still just no fun. So I go through my day at ATEC and, you know, first period to eighth period, and I have to go on like a, an hour and a half bus drive. And that's just, it, it's horrible because the bus can either be really hot or it can be really cold. It can be like a tube, large, you know, tubish microwave tin thing, or it can be, you know, an, the iceberg that the Titanic, you know, hit and just died. So I'm on this bus and I, I just sit down and then I, my friend Sasha sits down and there are two different existences on the bus. There's the earbuds in and then mouth shut or the um, I'm going to laugh for about an hour straight. And if you want to slap me in the face, you can't because the bus driver has, you know, cameras. I almost said web cameras. The bus driver has cameras right there just staring at us. So you can't slap me in the face. What are you going to do about it? You can't do anything about it because all the those people hate each other, and those those people the um, the earbuds in versus the the laughers, they there's a war there, but it's a daily war because the position changes all the time. Yesterday I was an earbuds in kind of person, and you know tomorrow I'll pr- probably be laughing for an hour about a stupid picture on the internet that I found with my friend Sasha, and we'll. You know, we we might puke while laughing, and we might get slapped while laughing because somebody has their earbuds in. Somebody does, and even with those earbuds, if you can hear somebody's laughter, they have a medical problem, and that's just not okay. And I've had that medical problem many a day. That rhymes, and I'm very proud of it. And this ongoing war is just really, because you can't switch sides when you're on the bus, like, you already put your earbuds in, you're already sitting there, you, you just want to punch somebody in the face that's laughing so loud, and they give you a headache, and you're dying, and so, let's say this is a, a headache, and I'm dying sort of day, so I get on the bus, and I go, and I have a headache, and I'm dying, and I'll try to lay down across the bus seats, but, you know, the bus driver always yells at me, and goes, well, sit up correctly, and I don't know, I don't even understand that, we don't have seat belts. the state is obviously not very concerned with our safety at this point, and so I get off the bus, and I just have to wait for like half an hour more for my father, father or whomever to pick me up. And I go home, and then I do homework for five hours, and that's the life of ATEC. That's that's probably one of the most honest looks at ATEC I've ever, I've ever you know said. There's no, there's no real extreme to it. Um, and I like to add that extreme because. If, if there are no stories told, then nobody's entertained. And if nobody's entertained, then nobody's having fun um, in a conversation. And that's, that's, not, that's not the sort of thing that you want. Because if you tell a story like this, and it's not in a hu- humorous way, like if I just said, well, I woke up 
and then my first period I sat and learned about history and I just went through my day like that. Nobody would listen to this and nobody probably is listening at this point. But regardless of those two facts, the the way that I look at things is even if something doesn't happen and you, you want to tell that story, like I, I could, you, you could come up with a story off the spot about a piece of bread on a sidewalk that looked like a hobo sat on it and then a cat, you know, chewed on it for a couple of hours, but it still looks like it has to wait for a bus. I could tell that story, and that's really confusing, that sort of transition. But if if you don't have any stories to tell, and everybody lies, honestly, everybody does. I don't I don't care if you you think that you've never told a lie, but you probably have in your entire life. Um it, you need you need to have those stories because without those stories you won't have anything to tell somebody. You won't be able to go, hey, hey, Joe, you know, guess what happened yesterday? And sometimes I do have fun stories. Like I threw bread at my brother's store the other day. My my brother, John, uh, my father and I, we, we were driving home because I, I got, got in the car from church and we were just going back. And he works at the shoe show, this uh, shoe store. And so we bought a couple baguettes and we wrote on them, free the shoes. And then on the other one, we wrote, um, or else. So we took the bread and just chucked it at the store. And you could hear this just gigantic bang that happened. It was like, boom. And it was so funny because I froze right there just looking at it. Because it was a beautiful prank that had happened. And my brother looked around and he just flipped out at us. And he, he saw us book it. Luckily, his manager wasn't there, and he wasn't fired by his own, you know, parents and brothers, which would have been a completely stupid way to be fired, honestly. But just, just stories like that actually exist. But it, it's not. Sometimes it's not enough. Like, I, I could go on and say that once I threw the bread, the the glass shattered, and that'd be a lot more interesting to listen to. Obviously, people don't want real stories anymore, and I I think part of this is the whole culture of it. It's the whole culture of, you know, well, m you know, movies and everything and fictional books are being an ingrained part of, you know, human nature. It's becoming a part of the youth and I'm part of that youth. I understand the, the appeal to a fictional book because you get to feel like that character. And when you're listening to a story about, you know, throwing a piece of bread, you want to hear that the glass shattered. You don't want to hear that, you know, it just dinked off and then you walked away because that's what happened that's, um, my brother did that and it, it just, you know, that sort of story isn't exciting. It's got to be in the moment you got to say it, not like it is, but how you think that you would want it to be. So I, I guess what I'm saying is everybody's a little bit of a liar and all stories are kind of not true. And that, that's truly just my entire school is, you know, it's a myth everything's got to be a myth. I'm, I'm a myth. Uh, the person next to me is a myth. And if you think about it, all humans are kind of mythical. There are always stories that are told by them or by other people that say, well, this person did this and this person did that. And it was just crazy. And you want to believe that. And I think that's insane. Like we want to believe these lies that are obviously blatantly lies. And they're told to us, maybe since we were born and we we want to be put in such a different reality than we're used to 
Like if you heard a story about a gorilla who nursed a child back to health after the child had been severely beaten, you wouldn't care if it was real or if it happened. Because, you know, you heard something good that day. And that, that kind of reflects, this whole thing sort of reflects how how crappy the world can be sometimes. It, it You know, good stories don't happen naturally. So I, I guess you, some people just try to make them. And you can make them in one or two ways. You can either make up a story like, um, you know, I threw a piece of bread and it broke the window and it was crazy and the cops came after us. And then we went and had a party. Or you can, you know, actually make an interesting story. You can do something. I, you know, I, I wish I could do that sort of thing at ATEC. I wish I could fly drones and, you know, shoot down other drones and battle huge robots like they do in the movies. But I just can't. So, uh, I guess I'll, I'll just start to try and make that sort of thing. So thank you for listening, and um, please follow my SoundCloud account. That'd be wonderful if I could hear from you again. Well, I mean, I guess you'd be hearing from me again, because that, that that's kind of the way this works. But um, see you later.